like it's just hard sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I, I didn't grow up with the with the entrepreneurial mindset, mm -hmm. and so when people think you you own your own you own a business, like they just see the the work part of it, right? Like they just see us out taking the pictures at the wedding, you know, but they don't see all the back behind end, the, the behind the scenes. My kings and queens, it is Jamar Denzel here with the LGR Let's Get Real podcast. On today's episode, we have my good guy, my good friend, Demetric of United Photography, a local wedding production company here located in the DMV area, and an Eagles fan. So, yes, sir. how you doing today, my guy? I'm doing great. You doing great? We're gonna yes, have sir. A, this is the first episode. First episode. Not the first episode, the first episode with me and you. Exactly. In the studio space. I like Studio it. Studio Space DMV. We, we've been working hard to set this up together. I like it. Um, I like it. I like it. I like it. So, for the show, I like to start over with an icebreaker, right? All right, let's do it. So, the first icebreaker question I got for you is, what's a time period in your life that you would like to go back and experience? You can't change anything, but you can experience it. What time would that be and why? My 11th grade year, high school. That Hands is one down. of the best years in high school. Hands down. It is for it's anybody. Fun. You know what's funny? I, I, you're not the first person that uh, that's asked me that. That question? Yeah, that's a random question. <laughs> no, no, no. I guess because like at the end of the day, everyone, everyone, at some point idolizes the past, right? Mm -hmm. And um, if if you've been fortunate enough to have like a good up upbringing, then of course, like there is points in your past that you want to go back to. But I would say high school, eleventh grade. Man, it was like no worries, played football, had good friends, just like no responsibilities, you know? And like specifically like that year, like it was just it was just a lot of good things that happened. You know, even like I remember going into 11th grade, the summer before 11th grade, like even that summer, I just remember having the best summer. I was like, yeah, this year about to be, about to be crazy. What position you played football? Man, so I played outside linebacker. Outside line for, for most of my. And you you uh, played the entire high school career. Yep, I, I started in eighth grade. Eighth grade, okay. Yeah, yeah I started in eighth grade. So the cool thing with, in, in Arlington is where I'm from. Um, in eighth grade, you can start playing high school sports. So it was kind. It was kind of cool. So me and my my best friend to this day, Sam, we were the only two people that played high school football in eighth grade. Yeah, in eighth grade. So I remember like Thursdays was like freshman. We can only play for, play freshman though. Um, I sense. remember like <laughs> Thursdays. It's like was, junior varsity, right? Is that no, nah, no? Nah. So there's freshman JV, freshman, okay, freshman and then there's varsity. Okay. But I remember like we used to allow, we used to get to wear our jerseys, and like we'd be the only two people in, the, in all of our middle school, like oh, high school jerseys. Like we thought, we thought we was a shit. Never, I mean, cool. that, that is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, like we already in high school. You got you messing around with high school girls already. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a life. So that is life in eighth grade. I could imagine that. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. It was cool just being able to walk around. You got your high school jersey on. In middle school, though, it, it was dope. But back to the 11th grade, though. So what was so special besides football? Like, what was, like, the most memorable thing in 11th grade? So you want to revisit the whole year? Yeah, man. It's like, it's just one, it was just one of those years where it's like the football season was, like, one of my best ever seasons, you know, as a player. And it's like, I met, like, some really, some really dope people um, during my 11th grade, my 11th grade year. And I remember it was just like, there was really no specific time, you know? It was just one of those times where it's like, you woke up every day, it's like, man, I can't wait to go to school, you know? And um, just had a good time, man, hmm. you know? I, I was I was blessed to have a good upbring, upbringing, man. Okay, well, yeah. you talked about the past a little bit. How's life right now? Life is great, man. You see this hat I got on? <laughs> 
See this hat? I'm wearing right, this it hat is, for it. It is February. We're recording this, and I guess you guys are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yes, sir. You, you guys I, I ain't wearing this. I ain't wearing this hat for nothing. For the, you know? So <laughs> let's say it now. Are you going? Are you going to predict something for the game? The game is like in a week away. Ain't, ain't no prediction. No it's, pred- already, it's already. It's already done. So, so you guys are winning because this is going. To come oh yeah, out. no, we won already. So this is coming out after the Super Bowl. This no, episode. We, no, we won. So you guys are won. Okay. I mean, I, you guys <laughs> heard that, right? You said no, they we won. won. We won. How, how many points? We won. We won by a touchdown. By, a t- by one touchdown? We won by a touchdown. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Who's your favorite player on the Eagles? Uh, like, like, well, like when you like when you're talking about the Eagles, like if you had to like wear a jersey, I guess. Brian Dawkins. Brian, I don't so, know nothing about football, so yeah, I, I don't know who that is. This man asked me a football question. <laughs> I don't know nothing about football. football. I don't. I'm a, I'm a geek at heart. <laughs> nah, so but Brian, people watching it. No, Brian Dawkins was a, a Eagles player. He played uh in the early 2000s, he was a safety, probably one of the like one of the best safeties ever. Okay, you know, um, just his passion for the game, like his energy was crazy every single game, and it's like, and even to this day, it's like I follow him on IG, and it's like you can tell like the love he had for like the game and like for the team, and um, why you love the team? Why do I love the team? Why do you love the team? You know, it's funny. From um, Arlington. What's, what's, what's... <laughs> yeah, so the very first game I ever went to was first uh, of all, I don't want to cut you off. I hate I mean I don't hate it, but it's like why everybody we need a football team, bro. Nobody from the DMV reps the DMV football football team. I mean you got the Redskins. I mean uh the, commanders the, the, Washington, the Washington Commanders. Nobody reps me, it sorry. though, bro. Nobody reps it. So, so I ain't gonna cut you off, but like the Eagles. You know, it's you know, you know, you know what pissed me off about the DMV is that there's more Cowboys fans oh, than Tom. Commanders fans. Tom, 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 if you listen to this, you whack, son. Whack. You whack. I got a jersey for you. It's green, midnight green. I started muting them, bro. <laughs> whenever, whenever there was a game, the Cowboys was playing, I muted them on, on IG because I hated seeing it. You should have saw all the uh, responses I was giving them when they lost. I was, you know, it's funny. As soon as soon as the clock hit zero, I had my phone in my You're hand. Ready. I already had Tom pulled up. I was like, he about to get this work right now because he was talking so much smack. But so nah, but it's the DMV and Cowboys fans. I can't stand y'all, man. That's crazy. So why are you an Eagles fan? <laughs> yeah, no, like I was saying, my very first game ever was a, a, a Eagles-Giants game when I was a kid. And um, ever since then, it's just one of those things where like, I can remember, like I can, I can still see it. You know, I can hear the crowd. I can, you know, so like my very first interaction to like a live game was the okay. Eagles. And I just stuck with it, man. I was a kid. And ever since then, I just stuck with it. So besides your favorite team going to the Super Bowl, how's how's business? Mm. Business, business is it's uh it's challenging. Elaborate. It's challenging, man. Um, It's challenging yet rewarding, right? So like when you when you think of uh, when like when you think of owning your own business, a lot of people think of like like money. You get all this time, time freedom. You you ever saw you ever saw that meme where it's like it's like you traded in your nine to five to to work twenty four seven? Yeah, I tell people that all the time. I said no, bro. If I can work a regular job and make an amount of money that I want to make, I will do it. Oh my goodness, bro! I was I was talking I was talking to someone the other day, and I was like, I I would kill to work to be able to clock out, right? I would love it. I would love it. Like I took I took that. I took being able to clock out for granted. Cause like right now, like business is moving so fast, right? It grew way faster than I thought it was going to, than I thought it was going to grow. Right. So like I picked up a camera, uh, dang, I forgot. 
Oh, I've always had a camera, but I really I got really serious in like it was like 2019 or something like that. It was 2019, and then like yeah, it was it was end of 18 because that's when I started. Yeah, that's when we started working. Yeah, it was end of 18, and then um, it just took off. Like I feel like I just woke up and I was like I had a business, and unfortunately, like I don't. I didn't grow up with the type of like role models that like own their own businesses, right? Um, and so everything was just new to me and everything was happening so fast. And unfortunately, I had to like make a lot of mistakes in order to learn. And um, and I'm still learning and I'm still making mistakes. And I say it's challenging because um, everything is still new, you know? Like things are still growing and I'm just not too... Like it's just hard sometimes, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I, I didn't grow up with the with the entrepreneurial mindset, mm-hmm. and so when people think you you own your own you own a business, like they just see the the work part of it, right? Like they just see us out taking the pictures at the wedding, you know, but they don't see all the back behind end, the, the behind the scenes. Like that's what I was before really, and after the, the before, yeah, the before and it, after. It's two parts of it. It's two parts of it. And three pe- parts. It's actually any like film for the, even like film for the. I like breaking it down. That's the best way because it's three parts. You got the pre, the actual production, then you got yeah. the post production, and you yeah. do that as a photographer too. You got a pre when that's you consulting with your clients. Yeah, that's you doing emailings and our invoices, making mm-hmm. sure your website's straight. Yeah, then you got the actual you shooting. And then mm-hmm. you got your post, then that's you collecting your payments. Yeah. That's you editing the work. That's it's you a making, lot. That's you reviewing it with them. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And people don't understand like how much that goes into it, you know? And I just wasn't ready for that, man. And so, but luckily, like I've met some really dope people like since starting photography. Mm-hmm. So like, so now like I, I've, I've been able to see their processes and they've been able to throw me some gems and uh, I'm getting better, man, but it's still a, it's still a challenge. It's 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 majority of it's a it's a blessing, man. Really I'm gonna give is. you guys some 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 background. So I met Demetri. I don't know if it was two. It must have been 2018 because that's when I quit my job. I think so. It, it was, was it was when was that wedding? Shout out Mark Jones. I, my, my, I met I met Demetri through a a, a a mutual friend, Mark Jones, and I think 2018 because that's when I was doing Snapper Heavy. Yeah, 2018. I, I was on Sniper Heavy, and it was at towards the end because I think that's when we had that wedding towards the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. And so towards the end of 2018, I, I a buddy Mark Jones had asked me to shoot video for a wedding, and that's when I met Dimitri. And I remember him asking me about Sniper because mm-hmm. you were still working a regular yeah. job, yep, right. And you was asking me about Sniper because you wanted some more income because you wanted to quit your job. Yep. Me, I recklessly <laughs> quit my job, like like so. I don't have any kids. I I'm not date. I wasn't dating at the moment. Still not dating. I'm finding myself. I find myself now. I'll be dating next year. But that's I'm um, digressing. But so I quit my job really recklessly. Yeah. You, Dimitri had got kids, however. So yeah. that type of situation is totally different. But I remember you asking me yeah. about Sniper, like how much income I was getting from it. And I was like, it's good enough for me. Because yeah. <laughs> I ain't got no, no yeah. real responsibilities. Yeah. So I was like, it's good enough for me. And then like a year later, I, I beat this dude again. I I saw him shooting weddings a lot heavier than I was. So mm-hmm. I think I asked you to shout out you, did some free gigs with you. And then I just so happened to look at his invoice account. I was like, damn, this nigga doing way better than me financially. <laughs> oh, yeah, tell me about, how'd you end up looking at my invoice account? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'm taller than you. And so he was just on his phone like this, Nosy. going through his invoices. And I just saw, I just, I just saw a lot of digits. <laughs> I didn't see exactly how much. I just saw a lot of digits. I was like, and I was still making like 40K. I was averaging 45K a year. And I saw that. And that made me hit six figures because I saw my man's doing this thing. 
Yeah. And, and that means, because it take you to see another black guy, another person in your same circumstances doing yeah. it. It sometimes take that. Because, like, everybody I was hanging around with, like, I, I almost I was at the top, yeah. but I was at the top of the pier, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I was making <clears throat> enough money to sustain myself. Yeah. But it still wasn't enough. And then that, like, I tell people about business all the time. You, you need to make 50K because that's how much you need to survive in D.C. You actually need 80 to 120 to survive in D.C. Mm-hmm. But if I make 50, that means my business needs to make 50K because my business got expenses too. Yeah. And then if you really want to make money, which is the profit on top of it, yeah. <laughs> that means you need to make at least, you need to clear 150K for your business every year. Mm-hmm. Just so those three, because there's three proponents. Exactly. You, the business, and profit. Exactly. Exactly. So, but my question is, how did that jump happen? Like, that jump from Jamar. How can I make some extra cash to <laughs> Jamar? This is how you do it. <laughs> you, you know what it is? It was, uh, I, 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 uh, I selfishly, is that the word? Self, self? It's not selfish. Selfish. Selfishly, I think Selfishly, that right? Yeah, that's all right. Um, I selfishly, like, I, I didn't really... How, how can I put this? Like my main goal was to to just put some points up, right? I didn't where the I didn't care where the points came from, mm-hmm. and I think some of the issue with some people is that like when they start something, they feel like they have to start up here, you know. But I didn't really ha- I didn't care where I started, and so what I did was I started reaching out to as many people as possible. That was in the position that I wanted to be in, right? Because like that's that's how you find your blueprint. It's like you can find someone else doing it and see if they're willing to help you. And that's exactly what I did. And um, I just worked my ass off, man. You know, I um, was taking jobs for shit, fifty dollars, sixty dollars, seventy dollars, you know, a hundred dollars. And then what I did was I was working with a lot of bigger people. And then, and then I was able to accumulate the work and and show the world that I was capable of, of of charging way more than what I was charging, and then so just like step by step, I just gradually increased um, what I was charging because I believed I was worth uh, way more, than, <laughs> way more than I was charging. It's funny I have a friend, um, really good photographer named Jay, and we always talk about. Like when we started doing weddings, I remember I did a wedding in someone's kitchen. You know what I mean? A full like a whole ceremony. Yeah, was, they yeah they they had they had a wedding like in their house, and was it, it nice was house? like, huh? Was it a nice house? No, nah, it was like an apartment. Oh my god! That's, yeah, I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, it was an apartment. I need to see those pictures. Yeah, and and like I remember I made, I think I made like four hundred and fifty dollars working like five hours. Oh, right. That's like negative. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, I didn't care yeah. though. You know, because like I was just, I was just grinding. I was in hustle mode, you know? And then, like you said, I was still working full time. And so all the photography income I was making was just extra. All right. That's and, 2018, right? Yeah. No, this is 2019, but by then it was okay. 2019. Um, it was extra. And then I just, and I just had the mindset of like the money didn't matter right now. And then I just, continue to accumulate that work with other people. And then I just can gradually just increase my price and increase my price. And then um, I turned around, I had a business. I was like, oh shit, So I got I to gotta manage this. <laughs> so when did it increase? Like what's that time frame? So if 2019, like when, when, when did you start really charging the appropriate amount for what, what year? It's 2023 now. 
Yeah. We worked 2022, so I know that you was coming in 2022. So 2020, 2021, which year, which year was the 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 year for you? If I'm being honest, I'm still not charging the appropriate. <laughs> I know that, I know that. But we we do a lot better than a lot of other people. So yeah. so to get the six figures, let's say that to get the your business to six figures, what year was that? Uh 2020. 2020, the year of COVID, yeah. which is crazy. But the year of COVID, yeah. you hit six figures. Yeah, I think if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. that's two years after you started. Yeah. Well, well or yeah, I guess I, I, I will, let, me, let me backtrack a little bit. So like 2018 is when I was kind of playing around with, mm-hmm. with just like just learning and stuff. Failure. That's failure, yeah. Exactly. So like 2019... It was like April or May is when I I got my like first real like like paying gig. You know how much it was? It was ninety dollars. Ninety dollars? Yeah. Okay. It was it was an engagement session. Okay, like it's yeah. like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was there for like two hours. Okay. <laughs> you know, I was there for like two hours. It was ninety dollars. From it was like April or May. From from April or May until December, I made like fifty thousand dollars. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Okay. And then 2020, that's it's still crazy, bro. Like I said, I was making, I was still stuck at 45 between the whole year. <laughs> yeah. No, it was crazy. That's what I'm saying. It grew fast. And then 2020, the business brought in like $140,000. And I was like, and that's shit. you charging two, $300 an hour? I can't remember. I think I was charging, I worked a lot, bro. I was grinding. So still, so it was more, it was more quantity. It was way more quantity, okay. way more quantity. Like, yeah, my family hated me. I, they had no time for him. I had no time for him. Like, I was in the computer all day editing, man. I was if I, if I wasn't editing, I was driving somewhere to go do a job. So, so you brought family up. So let's let's dwell into that a little bit. How do you now? Now that you yeah you are, you are where you are. Yep. How's the work life balance? Um, it's something that I'm gonna always be working on. It's, it'll never be perfect. I struggle with it so much. You know, because like the crazy thing is, it's like I'm the type of person like once once I see I can do something, I want to start doing more. Okay. You know, and so like now I have other endeavors, and so now like I'm like man, it's like I have this and I have this and I got my family and then I'm, and I got my spouse and like it's it's all a juggling act that um like if anyone got any tips like <laughs> like help a brother out like I don't, I don't know how to manage it all and it's like uh, it's like one of those things I'm constantly just trying to figure out like how to even all of these things out and um I don't think you do man to be honest like especially if you have like that that mindset of constantly you're wanting to to grow and improve and accomplish and it's kind of hard to to turn that off and that's why going back I was like Sometimes I wish I just had like a high paying nine to five and um, to have that, be able to have that luxury to just turn that switch off. Cause I can't turn the switch off, man. It's always on. And um, my family does pay for it. Like bless my family, man. Like they, they support me so much. Cause like they, um, they, they deal with all my, <laughs> all my craziness. The, um, yeah. Your girl, does she help contribute to your success a little bit? One thousand percent. You know? One thousand percent. Like twenty twenty when I was just grinding, I was working all the time, like, you know, she like she was like she was at home, like taking care of the kids, like when I have them, you know, um, like her main thing is like, how can I help you? Like, what do you need? 
Like, what's the best way I can support your dreams? You know? So now, nah, like, I, as of right now, she she pretty much owns half my business. So, like, <laughs> so I, I got to keep her. <laughs> okay, because, you know, me as a single man, me and my dating life, it's like, it's kind of crazy because I'm building my business and it's hard for a lady to, to get attached because it's like, I, 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 can't, I can't go out all the time. Nah. I can't party all I'm 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 in work mode and I'm I'm working 24/7 and it's like I got to find time to be able to date myself. Yeah. And then it's like even if I had a girl like I'm like I that's what I'm looking for in a partner like how can you help contribute like so she saw your vision cuz that's hard it's hard for people to see your vision. Exactly. On what's going to happen. Exactly. Like so you guys have had like a talk when you was like I'm gonna grind this out I'm not going to be doing a lot. And then she like, well, like, well, like, what type of conversations did you guys like ever have about your business? Man, the cool thing is like, she was just already so involved and like, she already saw, um, like from the get go, like she met me as a motivated person, you know? So a conversation almost didn't even need to happen, you know? Cause like, she's constantly reassuring me that like, she got, she got my back, you know? So, and like, she knows that like, my main goal is to make sure that we're all good. And so she's willing to do whatever, you know, she can to help support that dream. So, you know, bless her. Like we didn't really have to have to come have that type of conversation because she was already in, she already had that mindset that she was going to be there and support no matter what, you know? Okay. That's, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. And for you, man, if I, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't imagine being like single right now. Like I'd be, oh my goodness! Like it's so hard. Like it is, bro. Oh yeah, no, nah, so I would hard. like because like you would have to find somebody that would be like just as motivated as you, or someone that then can uh, that can understand, understand like the grind. You'd be like, nah, baby, we ain't going out tonight. Grind, I got it. <laughs> or, or even like the lifestyle in itself. Because like exactly. before, I, 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 my focus was on weddings. You know, I shoot. I used to shoot a lot of models. Like I got some on on, on a shelf right here. Right, right, yeah. So like. Even just the light, when I used to be more on the entertainment side of photography, they're like, and I'm staying out at the club late and stuff like that. Like, I used to deal with situations where, like, trust issues would pop up. It's like, I ain't got nothing to do with me because I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm working. I ain't doing nothing else but focused on the crap. I ain't focused on nothing but my business and my money. But in their head, it's something totally different. Mm-hmm. And so dating and, and being a photographer and, and being in this lifestyle, it is it is difficult. And yeah. there's ways you do have to maneuver. And, and like, I, I'm waiting for the one that can see my vision and understand the lifestyle because it takes those two components. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so what do you think is the biggest difference between Jamar in 2018, 17, 18, and versus the Jamar now? I make a lot more money now. I didn't know for sure. For sure. Thank you, by the way. I can, I can I give my man his flowers. Yeah, yeah. Um, Paid him almost 50K. <laughs> I mean, you paid the boys because I was fans of the law, and that's that's how you do it in the community. You, you give me some gigs, I pass it on to some yeah, other yeah, dudes. Yeah. Like out of that fifty, I probably at least paid fifteen k to other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, throughout the year, but difference. That's good. Who you asking me questions now? He on my phone. I would say I understand a lot more about the work life balance. Yeah. Cause it's like, like I said, I'm single, but I have my family here in DC. But even before that, like I wouldn't go hang with them or nothing like that. Yeah. It was at a point in time, like, so my brothers, they all got three kids each. I got mm. six nieces and nephews. Yeah, nice. and, <laughs> yeah. Christmas is hard <laughs> as hell. Oh, and man. so for a period of time, like my first brother, his kids, like especially my my niece Zaire, she hated me when she was born. Mm. 
Like when she first came out, like the first two years of her life, whenever I would when I would come by, because they would see me like they legit like saw me like I want to say like three times within one year, Damn. like three times Damn. they would see me, and so they didn't know me. Damn. They didn't know me. They they would be scared of me when I came past, and it really hurt me, bro. Yeah. It got to the point like I was treating I was treating my niece like I treat like I used to treat like I used to treat girls. I yeah. used to use money. <laughs> to, to get her affection. <laughs> uh, like, I was like, hey, you want a dollar? Yeah. <laughs> you know, whenever I was seeing them, so they were, they were like, oh, this is the dude that gave me money. Uh, and so I don't have to do it anymore now, though, because now mm-hmm. I make it a fact for me to go see them. That's so, good. like, now my little brother, mm-hmm. he has three kids now. And two were just born, like, his his, his youngest, like, I don't want to, she's like maybe like a year and a half. Gotcha. And the other one was like two and a half. So I see them as much as I can. I go there all the time, and and um, and his girl will like post when when they know that I'm coming, yeah. Or because they always ask about, they always ask for me now. Mm-hmm. I don't like they ask, they love me. So like I've learned work workplace, it is important your work life balance. Sure. Um, so it is very important. So speaking of work life balance and just keeping, let's go to our mental states. Mm. So my question, my next question is, what what's some triggers for you? That can get you down or depressed. Dang, it's heavy, man. Yeah, get real. Let's let's get real. Let's get real. Triggers are very important. You need to understand what your triggers are. You know the the one the one thing I I love right now is that like I feel like everyone's being more honest about how they feel about themselves and their mental health. Yeah, you know, Um, like I can't sit here and like. And like, say I, I battle depression, you know, because I don't. I feel like if I say that, then I'm going to be disrespecting the people that actually battle true depression, you know, because I've seen it. And I know you told me you've dealt with it. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'll never say that. But, you know, there are times in my life um, where things do get heavy, you know. Unfortunately, I've I, I've had to deal with a lot, like growing up, right? Um, like one of the biggest things, like for me, is that I lost a parent, you know. Young, you know, and um, I had a lot of like regret around around the whole situation, like during the time of like my mom's passing, and that's crazy because I when I you say it, like I, I've known you for a minute. Actually, I've never heard you talk. I didn't know that. I didn't know that beforehand. I never oh, heard really? you talk yeah. about your mom. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, now that you bring it up, I've never heard you know because I, I, I hear you talking about your father all the time. You talk about him yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. now that you, I know you're saying that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So like, I I think, so like, even I know we always have this therapy talk. <laughs> Try and get this man to go to therapy. That, but, that's, uh, <laughs> that's my next. That's my next conversation. That's I'm leading to that. <laughs> but um, you know, some of the things I'm trying to work through is like the regret that um I have with like the feeling of like not doing enough, you know, and not being there enough because like my entire family's from South Carolina. So my mom lived in South Carolina and I was here, and um mm. my my mom died in fourteen. In uh, 2014, so I was, I don't know, I think I was 20, I was like 23, like 24, 25. But anyways, like I was just, I had kids already, right? And so like I I was just so consumed with my life here that I completely, I would say that I kind of disregarded, you know, a lot of of things that was going on out there because I was just so busy with my life here, you know? And um, it's just like the way it all planned, the way like that, like her death, like played out, like it never sat right in my soul, you know, and I, and, and um, 
And like, I just, and that's something that like, I'll probably, I'm definitely still trying to, trying to work through, you know? But um, other than that, man, it's like, that situation was also, you know, like a blessing, right? Because like during that time, like I, I was going through like a separation with my, my first kid's mom. And then I was like going through like homelessness and and like just like it's a lot of BS. And then and then and all that was like in the same year. You know what I mean? So it was a lot. And so during that time, like I found personal development. You know, that's I was never an avid reader, but I remember like just having conversations with with people, like people started recommending books and stuff to me. And then I started reading more. And then that's when I learned how to like elevate the mind and elevate the spirit and like how to increase your, like increase your, uh, the waves. What's it called? Yeah. Increase your waves and, and the universe and, and it'll be more vibrant. Um, increase, increase your vibration. There you go. That's what I was trying to, and increase your vibration, um, in the world. And, um, I would say that kind of started like my journey on like just trying to be a better person to be a better man. And I was already a father during that time. So being a better father and um, I equate going through all of that to the person, you know, I am today. Okay. So when a trigger comes Mm -hmm. and you do get down, what are some ways that you have learned to cope or deal, not deal with it, but you know, like power through it. Yeah. The, the, the very first thing I do is I'm honest with myself. All right. A lot of times people will feel it. They'll feel it coming and like they'll ignore it or they'll, they'll lie to themselves. Right. What's the, what's that, what's the, what they say? Like when, when people go to rehab, the first step to rehab is admitting that you have a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like when I feel the, when I feel that feeling, I admit, okay, I feel like I'm crashing, you know? So the very first thing I do is whatever I'm doing, I try to stop, you know, and I dig into those feelings and then I get moving. Right. So like, Fitness is something that I'm very passionate about. Um, and so, like, I'll go to the gym. I'll go outside. Um, I'll call a friend, you know. Not even to talk, like, my feelings out, but just to just to talk, you know. Um, just anything that can, like, increase my vibration, you know. So, a lot of times, it's like I, I go to the gym. You know, when I start feeling that feeling coming on. But the biggest thing is like recognizing when it's coming on and admitting to yourself that, you know, you are feeling some type of way. Because a lot of people tend to ignore it. And that's when, you know, like shit gets bad for most people, mm-hmm. you know. So you're an avid pro- promoter of going to therapy. Yes. All black men need therapy, right? Yes. I believe so. I never, I never, I never did believe believe that though, because like in the black community, at least in at least for me and like the people I grew up with, like going to therapy, I know a lot of people like like my family specifically would um, say only crazy people <laughs> go to therapy. We all a little crazy though, you know. Yeah. And so like 
therapy was just like this looked down upon things. Like you don't need to talk to nobody, you know? Um, and I, you do. And that's why I feel like a lot of specifically black men are, are emotionally like damaged now, nowadays. And because like we spent so much of our lives just holding, holding in those feelings and like, and like, and just, just lying to ourselves. Right. Or not even lying to ourselves, but we lived in a fear of showing that emotion mm -hmm. because we're afraid of the judgment. We were, we're taught not to show those emotions. Exactly. All right. And then, and a lot of black fathers specifically are, are a lot of times like the head of the household, like we're the rocks, you know, like, so why the, why the hell would we break down or mm -hmm. like, if we broke down, like how are we supposed to be strong for our family? So now we're going to, we're going to, we're going to feel this. We're going to tuck it under the rug, our emotional rug, you know, but at the end of the day, all you're doing is just hurting yourself and eventually you're going to start hurting your family if you keep doing that. But, um, I am a big, um, I'm a big avid believer in learning how to talk your feelings out. And the thing with therapy is not like you go and like you start seeing like immediate results because like we have so many years and so many layers that we've, we've built up from being that way that it takes a while for you to be able to even break down those, those barriers to be able to express your feelings in a way you need to. That's, that's, a, that's a good point. You know, cause I remember I was, I was very closed up. I had, a, I had so many guards up. Um, cause I still, I didn't believe in therapy when I started going, you know, credit to, um, Devin, my spouse, like she pushed, not pushed me, but she, um, cause she was going and then she motivated me to, to go. Um, Cause she did recognize that, like I, I dealt with things. So, so and, um, she, when you first started going to therapy, she told you to go. She the one that told you to go. Well, we started doing couples therapy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we we started doing couples therapy, and then, <clears throat> like, just as we we started doing that, then like like she started recognizing that I was going through going through things, and she started rec recommending that like I should you know personally just go by myself, and that's how I started. But yeah, like even when I first went, like I just had so many barriers up. I was like, so your, your was, first therapist when you went solo with a white, white or black? You know, it's funny. I still don't know where she's from. She won't tell me. But your she, therapist? Yeah. You don't know what she is? <laughs> nah. And what she look like? No, nah, no. She, she's, uh, I mean, she, she's dark skin. Like she's, she's dark. yeah. She's, so she's uh, a person of color. Yeah, she, she is a person no, of I'm color. Sorry. But I don't know what country she's from, though. But she's a person of color. That's yeah, she is. She's a person I'm like, I know that's one stigma. Because that's how, I, so I went to therapy. I went to therapy when I was in eighth grade because I had a um, yeah. attention tantrum problem <laughs> in a Catholic school and I got expelled. And uh, yeah. they told me I, they told my mom I couldn't come back. And last I went to therapy, Damn. and uh, <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> and so um, yeah, I went to a therapist and it was this old little white lady. Yeah, and it was like I couldn't feel no connection with you know like I'm talking to this yeah. old. I can't feel no connect because you don't know my struggle, you don't know the stories exactly. that I go through, and it's like I already don't want to talk my stuff to a stranger now I'm talking to this old white lady that I feel like is judging me. Yeah. So like how was your experience when you first did therapy? Like the just the judgmental part? Like 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 did you go in saying I'm gonna just tell my story or did she have to get it out of you? Yeah, no, so 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 that's what I was saying in, in the beginning that like when you first go, like you're gonna go in with so many barriers, right? And so for me when I first went, I didn't I didn't like throw up my feelings on the person. 
you know, like it started off with them asking me a lot of questions and like I would give them short answers, you know, because I was just so guarded. And then it took it took a few times for me to like and I yeah, I even still struggle to this day, you know, because I'm not the most emotional person. You know, I don't know how to openly share my feelings when I'm feeling them and I'm still learning how to do that. But it definitely took me a few times before I could even break down like two barriers to even, you know, let her know um, that some of the things I was going through. So, but um, but once you learn how to how to do it, it's uh, it's almost a free a freeing feeling. Like when you're when you're able to do it, though. You know? So so what's some some things that she has taught you? Within therapy to um to help you with your your mental stability. So my bad. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So one one of the biggest things that like I've I've learned is that um like so like for one uh, I journal, all right. Okay. So I have a journal, and I'm whenever I'm I'm feeling anything, um, I, I write it out. And like being able to like just write it out and look at it on paper, like helps me like decipher like my true feelings. Because sometimes like when you're feeling something, um, you may not know like where it's coming from or what it's about. But like once you just start, you know, just kind of just throwing up on a on a piece of paper, like you can you can start seeing the clues and some of the things you're writing. So I would say journaling is uh, probably the biggest thing that. I'm 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 bad at it, but uh, I don't do it often. But like, I, there's a lot of benefit. Hmm? Yeah, no, one thousand percent. Okay. Yeah, one thousand percent. All right, so we're coming to a wrap on, on the show. So my final my final questions for you is, mm-hmm. what's what's top three business mistakes that you did that I did that you did three business failures. Hmm. So my first one, like I was mentioning before that, like I struggled with all the back end stuff. So my first one is I didn't do enough research on the accounting aspects of running a business. Like y'all trust me, like learn. Oh my goodness. Like learn the back end, like learn the back end, like find out your weaknesses and then hire those people to, to do those, those parts for you. You know, I I came in thinking that I could do everything myself, and I was just failing really fast, <laughs> failing really fast. Uh, number two would be, let's see, my mistakes. Number number two, I would say is is not charging what I'm worth fast enough. Mm-hmm. You know, not realizing my my true potential that I was putting forth through photography right so one of the issues with not charging what you believe what you're worth is that once you're once you're working you may not put forth your best you know and um that's that's like you working a gig and and you getting peeved off and during the gig and the first your first thought is i'm not making enough money for this yeah exactly like yeah you'd be like man i don't i'm not how much i'm making for this is not worth it (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean i get it you know and it's like you you'll find yourself like not getting the extra angles, like not really like giving your giving your all, you know. So, if you're feeling like that at all, if you're a creative, that means you're not charging what you think you're worth. 
So increase those prices, <laughs> you know, it's uh, increase those prices. Um, and my last thing is like, don't be afraid to say no. You know, um, I think I just I just dropped this on my Instagram the other day is that like whatever you figure out what your goals and and your visions are, like whatever that comes along in your life that don't align with any of that, don't be afraid to say no. You know, don't be afraid to say no. Yeah. So that's the the end of it. Was a good show? You, you, oh, I mean, I I killed it. You killed it. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> let let everybody know where they can reach you at, and and um, like all your socials and everything. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my main socials Instagram. You can find me at United Photography. I should be the very first person that pops up. Go ahead, give me a follow. I'll follow you back. And what type yep. of services do you provide? All in all. Yeah. So my main thing is weddings. I, we do a lot of weddings, but I do a lot of corporate stuff, headshots, and then eventually we're going to get this space together, and then we'll be doing um, a lot of like content creation and headshots in here as well. So anything photo-related, yeah, and events as well. Uh, we got to pay this rent. But um, <laughs> <laughs> any, anything photography-related, uh, just reach yeah, out. Make, make sure you guys check out our Studio Space DMV Instagram and the YouTube that's going to come out. Yeah. Because we, we're going to talk about building this studio up as black men with no help. I like it. And and no no real direction. We just we just pulling this up out of our asses, to be I honest. I like it. And um, so it's, make sure you guys follow us for that. So this is the Let's Get Real podcast. This has been Jamar Denzel. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. And we're going to check you guys out next time. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks for, thanks for being on the show, man. No problem. All right. That's it. Peace, guys.